Hello, welcome back to the Father Zamba podcast. I'm Father Zamba. I bring you the news and the tunes. So if you're listening and you go to college or you're a senior in high school, chances are you are in summertime. That's right, summertime. Because if you don't have to work, it's a vacation. I'm not working right now. It's, yeah, I know it's the end of the pandemic or close to the end of the pandemic, but honestly, I have summer classes to do. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be a freshman in college and you need to figure out what classes you have to do, if you aren't exactly sure what you want to do for your major or you have one but it can change, I would recommend just taking a look at any general education courses, probably maybe make half of your classes general education or gen eds, then have one or two classes being your major. It'll give you a nice balance and you won't be as far behind if you decide to change at the end of your first or second year. But I'm just going to be completely honest. I tried recording yesterday, and I just sounded completely exhausted. I was out of it. I was tired. But you know what? It's a new day. I'm going to record again, and I'm going to hopefully sound a little bit better. So if you listened to the last episode, I told you I was going to get the second vaccine. And I'll tell you this. I got it. Second Pfizer in the arm. People are asking, oh, side effects, side effects, are you having side effects? Well, I didn't really get any side effects the second one. I didn't feel sick. I did not get a fever. The most I had was I just felt really, really tired. If you had to take a day off because you had the second vaccine and you felt any fur side effects, just tired or anything, I completely understand. I was really tired. My brain was on half function. I was... Honestly, I couldn't really imagine myself driving after that day after. It was a little rough. So I'm not going to hold anything against you. And honestly, if you're worried about the vaccine, chances are you'll be fine. Don't worry. Millions of people have gotten the vaccine. Half of the people in Michigan have gotten at least one dose. So, yeah, and about 40% of people in Michigan, I believe, are fully vaccinated. I will take a quick look. I know this might take a little extra time, but I need to make it clear that I like to use precise data. Loading, loading, loading. Okay, it's about 858,000 cases in Michigan right now. A little over 18,000 deaths. 18,054. Looking at it, yeah, we're on a bit of an increase right now. Hopefully, people will get vaccinated. I think a lot of what's driving the new cases is young people. Which, I'm going to be honest, it really, it really irks me to see all these young people who I know are not vaccinated. And here they are, partying, hanging out with 20 different people inside no masks okay i've loaded up the site looks like in michigan the percentage of people fully vaccinated is 40.7 percent about two-fifths of people okay a little under half then the percentage of the population who have received at least one dose of any vaccine 51.3 this includes people who are fully vaccinated and then partially vaccinated means you either got your first shot or you got your second shot, but it hasn't been two full weeks yet. With me, I've only had the second vaccine in me for a week, so technically I'm still partially vaccinated. However, next week, well, technically a week from yesterday, 
I'd be considered fully vaccinated. So if you're looking at it, it's about 3.3 million people in Michigan have gotten their vaccine so far. In order to reach herd immunity, we need about 5.7. We're a little over halfway to herd immunity. So if you're still wondering if you get the vaccine, yes, you should still get the vaccine. It's readily available. I think, is it 12, 15-year-olds can get the vaccine now? Okay, looks like, according to a bunch of news sources, about if you're 12 to 15 or your kids are 12 to 15, in many places you can get the vaccine. This is specifically talking about America. Other countries, it's very different. Like Australia, they have not gotten the vaccine, while well, many people have not gotten the vaccine yet. However, they have way fewer cases, way fewer deaths, so it's not as much of a threat. One country you should be worried about right now is India. They've produced many vaccines, but they have been shipping a lot of them out to other countries. Personally, India needs more vaccines because their cases are rising very high. So if you want to look at more news about Indian COVID, I would recommend it. It is a growing concern. Yeah, while we're slowly getting our vaccines in America, we need to remember that the rest of the world, they're a little behind too. Let's take a look at the overall... in the world about around 300 million people have been fully vaccinated around the world America let's see here from our world and data I just googled it okay total, total doses given in America 252 million fully vaccinated is 109 million it's about a third of the country right now Third of the way, we need 70% for herd immunity, just so you know. UK, they have about about a quarter of their population has been fully vaccinated. It's a little behind, but yeah. Ooh, okay. India has given 163 million vaccines. 31.5 million have been fully vaccinated. Only about 2% of their population is fully vaccinated. It's a very large country, very large population. Hopefully, they're able to get more vaccines and more are being made. But Johnson Johnson, that vaccine has been put back on the market. I know that there are people who are concerned about the people who got blood clots. It's a smaller percentage of the people. It's about 6 and about 6 million. It's a very small percentage, so chances are you'll be fine. If that's the vaccine you're being offered, you might as well take it. Oh yeah, another thing that people have been talking about in the news is Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are divorcing. And of course the internet is talking about that because, well, Microsoft doesn't care about our privacy. Why should we care about their privacy? But one thing that I've heard, it's a rumor, is that people are worried about, wait a minute, the Queen is single now, and Bill Gates is single now. What could that potentially mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that <laughs> Prince Philip was super old. I'm not going to get into a lot about the Bill and Melinda Foundation. You can look it up if you want, but honestly... I'm not going to worship them. I'm not going to pretend that they're the greatest people, the Gateses. But 
You've heard me go unscripted. Let's go back to the scripted stuff, okay? <laughs> okay, I've got a question. Can someone tell me what the hell is a complete breakfast? It's all I want to know. I'm sick of all these commercials that say, part of a complete breakfast. That's good, that's good. What about the rest of it? Most people only have part of a complete breakfast. Maybe that's what it should just be. Frosted Flakes, a complete breakfast. Now that's a cause I can get behind. None of that part of a complete breakfast. Crap. Another thing I hate is when they call breakfast the most important meal of the day. No, it's not. It's only important if you go to work at 7 in the morning or you go to bed at 7 in the morning. Everyone else skips breakfast and heads straight to the suffering. If it were that important, would so many people skip it in a day? I'm sorry that I don't want to eat eggs, Kelly. My dreams told me I needed therapy, and now I can't process anything anymore. You know, other countries, they don't have this problem. In Spain, they just eat a big lunch instead. Middle of the day, they're slumped over from the tapas or whatever those people eat over there. And then after that, they go home and not eat dinner until 9. That late in the evening, who needs breakfast? You never, ne you never hear them say, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I think it's more than just because they don't speak English. I'm sure it's because they don't need it, and they don't eat it. That's my little rhyme. I don't do it all the time. <laughs> little riffing, I'm a bit of a DJ, if you will. When I was a kid, my mom wanted me to be involved with the sport. If you know me, you know why that's a terrible idea. I am one of the least coordinated people. You know, if I were steering the Titanic, I would have hit the iceberg head-on. That's not funny. A lot of people died. Hey, I didn't kill them. I was proving a point. The point being, I'm uncoordinated. I shouldn't be anywhere near a sport. One sport I tried was basketball. I hit my growth spurt early and making me tall for my age. So all I heard growing up was, he must like playing basketball. Why? Because I'm tall? Maybe I don't like basketball. Maybe you shouldn't assume things just looking at me, you bigot. So that's what I did. I joined the team in middle school. If you ever need proof the height's not an advantage, let me tell you this. I joined the team, and I was horrible. You might diss our Detroit Pistons for not being any good, but at least they made it on the team. I'm not even fit enough to clean their toilets. <clears throat> not that it mattered. Our team sucked. Seventh grade, we went defeated the whole season. Every game was an L. Some people brag about undefeated season, but it takes a lot of courage to admit you lost every single game. If you win a game that season, it doesn't impress me, but if you don't win a single game, you intrigue me because there's no way you'd lie about being the worst. And for that, you should get a trophy. Not even one for participation, but for being the absolute worst. The bottom of the barrel. Eighth grade was different, though. We won two games, but they were against the same team. That team deserves a lot of respect. You've got a lot of people built like me all together, and, you st and they still put out a jersey and they go out in public. You know, if we could beat them by 10 points, God only knows how much worse of a whooping they would get from a team that's actually good. Maybe losing to us was a bit of a victory, because they beat the spread at least. But this next story has nothing to do with that team. It's got nothing to do with winning and everything about losing. One game that year was half an hour away, and my dad was driving me through a snowstorm. Halfway there, I, I realized my uniform wasn't in my bag. So we had to turn around and go get it. We got there, and I missed the first quarter and half the second. Two things I noticed off the bat. 
every time one of our boys threw a ball toward the net, this little bastard would yell and try to jinx it. Also, their team had a boy who could run really fast and get easy layups every single time. Third quarter start, and I knew what I had to do. Since I couldn't shut that one kid up, I knew I had to stop that boy from shooting a basket. I got on the court and chased after that boy, and I pushed him. I must not have known my own strength because he went right into a wall. That didn't go as planned, Stanley. Boy, was the ref pissed, but not as much as their coach who was yelling at me to get out of the game. Then the ref was questioning me. He was like, why do you do that? You know what? Sit down. You're out of the game. I sat down on the bench, feeling sorry for the other kid. He was crying because I knew that didn't feel good. But hey, he wasn't severely injured. When he had to do the free throw, he was able to score a point for his team. So in a way, I saved my team from one more point. But at what cost? I was a third string, so not much. All I had to do was just sit there with my guilt until the game was over. We lost that game, but that came out of no surprise. We always lost. But after that, I got some respect for my players and my coach. I was the shy kid who was able to show some power to the other team, and they wouldn't let me forget it. However, I felt kind of embarrassed. The day after that, everyone heard about it in the school. There was only one problem. In some strange turn of events, people didn't know what actually happened. Some people said I punched the kid. Others say I slapped. Th that couldn't have been true. That would have been way cooler than what I did. I was just an idiot who knew nothing about aerodynamics. No matter if I knew it or not, that became my legacy in 8th grade. And I'll take it. At least I wasn't the weirdo who liked anime a little too much, and I never hissed at people in the hallways. Sure, no one would think of me as a great athlete, but if they did, it would have been a lie. On the other hand, though, they didn't immediately think about how much I sucked. Was it a major screw-up, or the pinnacle of my athletic career? You see, it's not in my power to control what other people see in me. Personally, I would consider it to be an epic moment, and you know what? I can live with that. Let me just take a second and tell you that I just made an Instagram account for this podcast. Yep, that's right. Father Samba has an Instagram. F-A-T-H-E-R-S-A-M-B-A. -A. No spaces, no commas, no asterisks, none of that. Just Father Samba, one word. That's the Instagram account. There's not a lot in there right now, but I'm thinking about building it up and try to get a little more of a following, because right now I don't really have a following. But I'm thinking about having a little bit of clips. I have some clips on my YouTube channel, Father Samba, if you want to check them out. But I'm thinking about making shorter versions of the clips, a clip within a clip, if you will. And I'm going to put those on my Instagram and try to get people interested in the show, because you know what? Open mic night isn't a thing right now, and until things open up again... I've got nothing. I've got all these thoughts in my head, and I don't know who's going to be able to hear them, which is why I made this podcast in the first place. So if you want to support everyone, let me know. Hey, would you want me to talk about certain things? You can leave a comment on my Instagram and tell me all about what you want to hear, or you can check out my YouTube channel, tell me what you liked about it. You can listen to the full episodes there, same way you can with Spotify and many other places. Just... You know, if you like this, tell a friend about it. Who knows, maybe they want to waste a half hour of their time every other week, it seems. Well, with that said, let's get back to the scripted parts, because that's where I excel. I know it's early in the series, but I want to return back to my segment, Here's the Thing. If you're new to the show, this is my segment where I share my honest God opinion on the world. Nothing too controversial, it's only what needs to be said. 
before I start, I just want to let you know that I recorded this yesterday and it just sounded terrible. In fact, this isn't even my first draft of writing it. I wrote it earlier for a different type of comedy set, but I needed to change it to make it a little less sassy. Originally, it was more like Wendy Williams. I'm going to tone it back to maybe like Dr. Phil. So I'm going to have some kind of analogies that Dr. Phil would have used, but I'm not going to sound like him when he says them. Okay, imagine this if you would. You're dating someone, and the person you're dating becomes friends with a friend of yours. You break up, and you tell your friend about how horrible the relationship was. Here's the thing. If your friend trusts you and believes what you say, their loyalty should be with you, not your ex. What's my point? People should not be close to their friend's toxic exes. So you're telling me you would pick a human dumpster over someone you've known for years? Think of it this way. How can you expect to get over your ex if your friend is spending so much time with them? Don't get me wrong, there are many reasons to why people break up. Sometimes people just aren't compatible. Maybe it's because one of them moved away. I'm not talking about those clean breakups. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the juicy ones, where if someone tries to cheat, they actually cheat, or they rebound. People wonder if attempting to cheat is still considered bad. Think of it this way, if you try robbing a bank, do you still go to jail? Hey, I didn't get any money, why are they handcuffing me? Well, I'll tell you why. You want to do something you know you shouldn't be doing. You wait for a golden opportunity, and you take it. So there you go, hopping board a train without a ticket or a conductor. If evidence proves that someone is trying to cheat, the relationship is over. No ifs, ands, or asses. It is over. These people might try to defend it, but I didn't actually do anything with them. Really? You're trying to form emotional bonds with someone when someone's already emotionally bonded to you. This isn't just a new friend we're talking about. Adult friends do not flirt with other adults who are in relationships. It may just be texting now, but it can turn to hanging out or something way worse. Now that's cheating. There's another thing you should worry about, that being rebounds. When a relationship goes sour, sometimes people try to pick their next Mr. or Mrs. Perfect before calling it quits their insufficient lover. If you're in a hospital and your boyfriend chats up a new girlie, that's not good. If she's over you and she's back swiping for love, that's also bad. While you're sad because you lost your cutie pie, they're off having fun in another bakery. But relationships are different and multifaceted. There are summer flings and there are lifelong partners. Pepper it in is everything in between. If you never get too deep into a relationship, then it takes much less time to recover afterwards. But if something big happens, like having kids or almost having kids, you need to take a step back before getting back in the dating game. But back onto the friend business. One mistake you can have in a relationship is introducing your significant other to the wrong people. Even if they don't cheat on you with a friend, you still worry if they get way too close all of a sudden. Because sooner or later, you might become the third friend when the teacher asks for partners. It's not always bad, but it can get dangerous. And if you two are on a date, you should listen carefully to what the person says about your friend. Whether it's suddenly making plans with that person or bring them up a lot. We talk about you all the time. Well, that's a red flag. Talking about you is one thing, but admitting it gives you a reason to worry. Because it makes you wonder, what are they saying behind your back? And that type of worrying happens even more after breakups. Now, imagine you're going through a terrible breakup. 
would you want your friend to send you a picture of them hanging out with your ex just, day, just days or even a week after your breakup? Hey, I'll tell you this. You wouldn't want it happening to you. It sends a message of where our loyalty lies in that friendship. I mean, yeah, it hurts for a while, but what about the long run? Every now and then, you see your friend tag your ex in post. Accident or not, you see the post. You've got a boo-boo, and I know where. Your heart. And what are you supposed to do? Ignore it? It hurts. You have a right to feel hurt. But I don't know if you'd really have to confront the friend when it happens, because, who knows, maybe you could be down a friend by the end of the night. So to conclude, your friend should just do the right thing. It doesn't mean they have to block the person completely out of their life for good, but maybe they shouldn't pretend this is just a small mutual breakup. No, you see, breakups are like onions. They have layers. And maybe if your friend doesn't cut through it, they won't know how onions can sometimes make you cry. After trying to record the episode yesterday, I realized that was kind of a sad ending. It's just, yeah... I'm going to be honest, that probably wasn't the best thing I've written, but, you know, it had to be said. But you know what? I'm going to give you something a little happier to get you back into life. Yesterday I was watching some Mitch Hedberg, and if you haven't listened to him, he's a very funny guy. He is very good at one-liners. Kind of like a younger Rodney Dangerfield. Both of whom are dead now, unfortunately. So I decided to do a little bit, but I'm going to do it about jobs. I mean, yeah, we've all had jobs before, some of which we actually got paid. So I'm going to list off a profession and see what I can think about it. I'm just going to let you know that I wrote these at about 1 in the morning. And jokes at 1 in the morning usually are not that great. I mean, Roseanne, for instance. Don't worry, none of the ones I wrote were racist. You know, a librarian sounds like an easy job. You get paid 40000 a year just to shush people. Most of what a cop does is paperwork. They're given a gun. You're essentially a secretary who sometimes kills people. Bus drivers are like truckers for people. And you know what? Truck drivers are the bus drivers for non-people. My sink is clogged, so I hired a plumber. Let me tell you, that was money down the drain. If you think about it, bouncers are just bigger, scary Walmart greeters. Gastrologist is a fancy word for poop doctor. IT are like the doctors for computers. Not to be confused with the robots who can make you feel better. Those are called doctor computers. Mechanics are like doctors for your car. But if a car can save your life, it's not a doctor. It's Optimus Prime. High school teachers are in charge of the most expensive nap time. I wanted to know if math teachers studied math because they hated it. They must learn about their opponent in order to defeat it. Accountants are the villains of math. They make your money disappear with just a beep and a boop. Construction workers are nothing like Bob the Builder. In the show, things actually get done. How many lawyers become experts in the law only so they can break them? It's so easy to be a writer. I scribbled the date on a piece of paper. Where's my award, New York Times? Acting in the movie is easy. The hard part, though, is pretending that your business isn't run by psychopathic perverts. International business must be fun. How would you even sell a watermelon to Japan? Coal miners have been told by the media they should learn to code, but now Silicon Valley must overcome a new threat. Miners who learn to code. The post office has so many incidents of their workers going crazy from all the monotony. You should be grateful you even get your package, Cheryl. And last but not least, retail and food service. 
the pillars of society. With that said, hopefully you feel a little bit happier. Hopefully you feel, you know, not as sad or miserable. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and how do you see the day?